0: Hello everybody, welcome to Nightmares and Cold Ones, a podcast aka watching spooky movies and yes, you guessed it, drinking cold beers. I'm your host John and tonight I am joined once again by Jim Duffy aka Doofopotamus aka Duffman aka the Million Movie Man himself. What's up dog?
1: What is going on Snake Boy? Pleasure to be back in the house.
0: Back in the house. This is your second time on the pod. I had to get the Million Movie Man back. Yes, yes, yes. So, you threw a couple, couple really good movies out for tonight. I, uh, I went with this one just because I thought it would be a good Friday fuck-around movie. Um, it is 1996's From Dusk Till Dawn, directed by Robert Rodriguez, uh, from a script by Quentin Tarantino. The Quentin boy. Yes. This is a very, very 90s awesome movie. Horror tur- that turns into – No. It's like a gangster or a crime movie that turns into a vampire movie in the last 45 minutes or so.
1: It's kind of like a post-heist movie. They don't really show the heist, and then, you know, they're getting out of Dodge, and then kind of like, on a now, just turns course into a horror movie.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's like they do the Reservoir Dogs thing of not showing the heist. And then, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. fucking crazy vampire shit happens. All right, so uh, yeah, I and we were talking about this a little bit before the movie. There there isn't like a whole lot on the production of the movie. It just celebrated like I think it was the 25th anniversary and there just wasn't a whole lot available. I saw some kind of basic facts online that I don't know if I quite believe. Like, did you see supposedly this is the first script that Tarantino got paid to write? Yeah, so
1: what I kind of read was So I it's not the first script he wrote. It's just the one the first one he got paid I think specifically to write so I think he wrote uh, Reservoir Dogs at this point and he wrote uh, Pulp Fiction at this point but I don't think you know they were made yet when he was kind of tapped to write this I think it was kind of like a tit for tat thing like he wrote this to get free special effects for Res Dogs okay Uh, so I guess I don't know the company but Whatever special effects company it was, they basically did that ear-cutting scene in Res Dogs for free.
0: Yeah, I I know who you're talking... The the dude, the the special effects guy, came up with the idea of this movie. I forget his name. But he's not... He's like, all right, I have this awesome idea. Let me get this weirdo, Quentin Tarantino, to write it, who's been working on other scripts. Like, at this point, this is 96, so uh, Pulp Fiction was out in 94, and Reservoir Dogs is 92, but I'm guessing... Quentin was working on on this script, yeah, it's, it's, not, like ninety one or something, maybe.
1: I read. I mean, I don't see how it could be possible, but it seems like maybe he knew the idea for Res Dogs, and maybe didn't write the script yet, and then he wrote this one first, but it got made third.
0: Yeah, it's like backwards.
1: So it kind of like kind of does make sense. This story has like key Tarantino traits. But they're not as fleshed out and done as well as the other two, I would say.
0: You got the uh the trunk opening scene shot, mm-hmm. Ramblers Let's Get rambling. I yeah. think that's from Res Dogs. But, got uh, a
1: focus on feet for a swan. A lot scene. of feet
0: a lot of feet stuff and a comfortable amount of feet shit in this movie. Yeah, he Must um, have been
1: really uh horny when he wrote this one.
0: Very horny, very horny. But uh I guess we could um Dive into the story a little bit. So, like, we open in like a gas station in the middle of fucking nowhere, or like a convenience store. This like badass looking sheriff guy goes into the store, and he's, you know, he's he's kind of bullshitting with the clerk, and you know, talk. it's that Tarantino dialogue shit where they're yeah,
1: very dialogue heavy, and it's like a Hick town. I mean, they're just bullshitting with Did each you, other.
0: The sheriff's giving the clerk shit for like eating stuff out of a microwave. While the sheriff is like, yeah, I'm gonna get really fucked up tonight yeah, the sheriff on this pound
1: He pounds like a. I, I assume it's a beer. It's either a beer, or like a root beer, It's he, some kind of. Yeah, he pounds and it before he even pays for anything.
0: He's talking about how he's gonna get like totally wasted. He's talking through his teeth. It's almost like a fucking Clint Eastwood kind of thing, but you get the idea that this the the sheriff is kind of badass. But and then they bring up the idea. They bring up like a recent story of like mm. there's like a rash of robberies.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, you find out later, but there's, you know, robbery, and I assume that te- I would never been to Texas, but I assume the Texas Rangers take pride in their work, so he's, uh, you know, he's got his nose to the grind on this one, and yep. if they come my way, he's going to kill them, basically, is what he says.
0: It is setting up a movie that doesn't happen, of, like, it's like in No Country for Old Men, like, this guy wants to get this...
1: Yeah, it reminded me of Hella High Water, to be honest with yeah,
0: you. Yeah, yeah, like one of those, like, he's on his, he's about to retire in like a month and a half, but he wants to get this last fucking guy mm-hmm. or guys before he goes.
1: Yeah, but first, he's got to drink this 650 <laughs> Jack Daniels.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he eventually, having done that, he has to go take a piss. Very mm. good Tarantino turn here of, we find out that the criminals are in the fucking store. They rush up, and uh it's very dreamy. Um if I, i'm forgetting his name because i'm an asshole george clooney jesus christ yeah clooney clooney and, and tarantino, tarantino, tarantino are looking creepy
1: the leads their are brothers they got two see i think this is really where you see that it, it, it probably was his first written script because like it's not as like detailed as his other movies
0: it feels a little uh I am going to sound like a douche saying this like a little juvenile like it it's it kind of reads like um it almost reads like someone impersonating Quentin Tarantino you know Yeah and like it's still good it's like still entertaining but
1: Yeah I don't know if we're reading too hard into it compare, comparing it to his other works but
0: This movie might be trying to have more fun than like it, it might be trying to be a B movie Yeah
1: I mean plus he was he wasn't writing it for himself at the time Yeah I kind of get the impression that he wrote it became, you know, the Hollywood stud and then and
0: then this just they're like, "Oh his, yeah, you wrote this too. Let's make this."
1: Yeah, he had his like they asked I know I know they asked him to direct it and he's he kind of I guess he had the power at this point. He said, "No, I will to be in it." Which I don't know how great of an idea that was, but
0: he's like he's a pretty convincing creep. Yeah,
1: he's a good creep perv. I mean, he pushes much-
0: his uh foot fetish thing to the I believe his foot fetish percent. Yeah. I
1: mean, he plays that kind of, that creep, perv, like, almost outcast role in anything he's in, I think. All his other appearances.
0: Yep, yep. So, Clooney looking dreamy as shit. He's just coming off, he, he, like, he just took off the scrubs in ER, and he entered this movie.
1: Yeah, this is his first leading role, I think, in the movie.
0: He's got, like, the kind of gray hair thing going, but not re- like, it's just turning gray a little bit on the sides.
1: I was never a Clooney guy. I don't like even now. Like I, I never got the, the hype of Clooney of a leading man.
0: So, yeah, like I haven't. It's, as dumb as this sounds, I feel like I haven't seen a ton of Clooney movies. Like Gravity, I saw that was awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of other that last
1: movie that just came out on Netflix was awful. Uh, where he's like some kind of space scientist stuck on Earth. It. So it's, I, it's horrible.
0: I kind of like him in the Coen brothers movies just because, like, he's an idiot every time. And he's, maybe he's dunking on himself a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Hell Caesar's okay. And, um, you know. Burn uh, after
0: reading. That's, I guess, that's what I was Burn thinking. Burn
1: after of. reading. That one's okay. My yeah. brother wore out that. I'm not, like, a huge it. fan of that movie. I mean, I was, you know, Oceans movies, uh, they were never really my thing either. I
0: mean, I've never seen an Oceans movie. Is that bad? No,
1: I mean, I. I th- I'm not into him. I've I watched him, actually, this past year since I'm the Million Movie Man. I had to...
0: Million Movie Man. Got to do that, baby.
1: But, but you uh, know, he pl- kind of plays the same role. Some, like, cocky swagger kind of guy. But, like, I don't think he really has it yet in this.
0: He's, like... He's trying to put out that big dick energy. But he's just... He's coming from TV, so he has, like, medium dick energy. Trying like, to be big dick He's got dick the energy. gel pressing his hair real tight. And- Some nice... <laughs> <laughs> the 90s shit is very apparent in this movie. But... I think you know, it's working for the movie. He's giving a clerk shit. He's like, "Are you trying to tip off the sheriff that we we have we fuck we're here, dude?" And it's a very funny line by the clerk. He's like, "I didn't tip him off. I should win a fucking Academy Award." And I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, he probably should. That was con- brilliant acting by him, keeping keeping his shit together as two violent murderers have him held captive, basically."
1: Yeah, for a cold start to the movie, like he didn't tip off the audience watching that they were there. So I don't know why they. Or worried that he was toting him off.
0: Yeah, I get. I guess I skipped this one thing. Um, I usually we usually talk about the first time we've seen this movie. Do you have like a clear memory of watching this? Like this is a good example of the the beginning can really throw you off. Yeah,
1: I, I honestly I know I, I I watched the movie before. I can't remember if it was in college or or what, but I think it was kind of like a thing where I must have seen Tarantino's other stuff and kind of saw that I didn't see this, so I just watched it. Nothing in particular stands out.
0: Okay, so... Like you, I saw... So I saw this after Pulp Fiction, and it was a weird thing of like, oh, Quentin's like... He acted in Pulp Fiction, but he's more of a main character in this one, and I thought that was weird. And I always had this thing of... I've seen the movie a few times, but always at a certain point. Like, I never saw it from the beginning. It was always like... um, when they're in a camper and on, so basically yeah. like halfway through the movie, so I I always missed the first you know forty half hour forty five minutes, but I dug it. I uh I dig it more now because now I'm I, I think I've seen the whole thing again, but most of the time it was just it was just one of those movies. I think I played on encore a lot or something. I like think
1: that. the second half of the movie is a lot a lot more memorable. Yeah, yeah, and you know well mainly for Selma Hayek. Well
0: does a dance
1: i think uh it's it's just not like a top tier tarantino movie when it comes down to it
0: no yeah you're right it's like it's like someone impersonating tarantino i think or it's like tarantino just not quite there yet
1: i see like tarantino more of like a you know a film 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 lovers uh like movie goer you know maybe they're not so much into horror so, like, they kind of write this one off, maybe? Yeah. He also didn't direct it, too, so.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, he just wrote it, and,
1: yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know this before today, but uh, Robert Rodriguez is, like, his best friend. And yeah, they they're are, buddies, right? They own a production company together.
0: They did, was it Death Proof together? Or oh. not, that, the, um. Yeah,
1: so, the, grind, the Grindhouse. So that's the other thing I read, that this movie, I guess at some point they looked at it as a double feature, and that's what Grindhouse you know, turned into like, uh, okay. So like, this is kind of like two separate movies within it one. It kind of is.
0: I and saw at some point, I don't know if this is bullshit or not. They were like, this could be a tales from the crypt movie. Maybe.
1: Yeah. And I, I did read that too. That, uh, actually it's funny. Cause I, w- I wanted to, uh, suggest we watch tales from the crypt crypt, uh, the hood one,
0: but oh, it's,
1: it's not streaming anywhere. Tales from the Hood. Tales, oh, Tales from the Hood. With the creepy uh, uh, black dude telling the stories.
0: Man, that that's not streaming anywhere.
1: Nah, it's fifteen dollars to buy it.
0: Ah, I would have bought it. <laughs> we could we could do that at some point.
1: <laughs> I'm but sure uh, it'll be streaming at some point. Yeah. You know, a you know, little Crypt Keeper guy, and yeah. yeah. So I Keep guess for I forget what it's called, Bordello something. Bordello Blood. Right. Took took its place. This was originally actually oh, supposed okay. to be part of Tales from the Crypt.
0: And you can – I can kind of see that. Um, yeah. Tales from the Crypt does that shit a lot of, like, weird twists and stuff. And this movie has a pretty fucking weird twist. All right. Sorry. I forgot the first time watch. So dig dig back into the movie. So um, they convince the clerk, like, hey, you, you tip off the sheriff. We're going to fucking kill you. We're going to burn this whole place down. blah dee blah blah And it's – Tarantino's character is looking a little creepy already, and you get just not great vibes from him.
1: It's his big forehead and his sweating. He's, and he's
0: sweating. He's pale white. He's wearing glasses. Glasses are always creepier for some reason. The sheriff comes back out, more small talk, and I think he's about to go, and he gets a fucking shot to the back of the head. Yeah. And Tarantino shoots him two or three more times as he's on the ground. And yeah,
1: The creepy character just basically panics.
0: Yeah. And he's uh, clerk guys like what the fuck I didn't tip him off and Tarantino's young he got tipped off. Tarantino shoots the clerk, and this is the thing of Clooney versus Tarantino, where, where Clooney's trying to be a professional thief, as dumb as that sounds. Like he's just he has a some some kind of honor code, like he doesn't want to kill people only if he has to.
1: Yeah, he seizes himself as a professional,
0: an honorable professional thief whereas tarantino is a uh, creep uh sex offender who's in defeat and just likes killing people it's
1: kind of like omar you know you're not <laughs> in the game you're not in the game there's no, there, no civilian murders
0: there's a there's like a respect respectful type of crime and uh tarantino i should stop calling him tarantino richie richie and seth gecko right Richie isn't all about the honorable game. He just he's kind of all about the bloodshed and chaos and all that good stuff.
1: I also want to note that the clerk is uh, his name is John Hawes. He's famous for uh, Deadwood and
0: fucking Deadwood.
1: Sorry, and, uh, just blew up the mic. <laughs> Eastbound and Down. He's Kenny Kenny Powers' brother.
0: Classic. Uh, I know that face guy. Um, yeah,
1: he's probably I would characterize him as a character actor. Yeah, He's definitely in other things, but he's, he's never like the lead.
0: He's really good in this. Uh, he should have got a fucking Academy Award for how fucking scared he should have been acting in front of that uh, sheriff. But we have a good little showdown. Crazy fucking showdown. Yeah. Clerk gets a gun out of safe. safe. He, he dives over the bar and shoots Tarantino in the hand. <laughs> and it's... Now it gets a little comic violence a little bit, but, you know, that shit's in Pulp Fiction, too, a little bit. The yeah, I mean... absurdity <laughs> you of... You
1: got... uh The clerk's behind the counter. Clooney's, like, in an aisle. And uh, Tarantino... has got his hand, like, shot.
0: You can see the hole through his hand.
1: And you get, like, a very... Very, like... It's almost cheesy, like... Clooney comes up with his plan right away, like... When I say shoot, shoot at the bottles and he elbows the aisle and lighter fluid falls down and he lights a TP on fire, you know, he throws it and I mean, it's a a good plan, but you know, coming up with that on the fly is pretty ridiculous. You
0: know what? I just realized this like 13 years later, I think I stole this idea for a short story that I wrote this exact thing. (laughs) I didn't think of it till just now, but I, yep. So that just proves every time you think you come up with a good idea, or a hacky idea, it's already been done. So there I go. Uh, (laughs) The clerk gets yeah lit on fire, and you think that's it for the clerk, and then he jumps up, he's on fire, shooting at uh, Seth and Richie. Doesn't really hit anything.
1: No, he misses everything.
0: He falls onto a thing of popcorn, I think, and the popcorn stops starts to pop.
1: Yeah, that got got a good chuckle out of me.
0: That's where uh, you're like, okay, this movie. You might not see vampires right away, but you're like, okay, this movie's fucking crazy. Somebody yeah, Ritchie's I mean,
1: it's kind of like dark comedy at this point. Very, it's very dialogue heavy in the beginning.
0: As as they're walking out, uh, Richie's giving Seth shit. Like, S- Seth's like, Rich, you're just supposed to go in there and buy a fucking map. Like, mm-hmm. that's all you had to do. And you weren't supposed to burn down a building. You weren't supposed to take any hostages. <laughs>
1: He's you're, not, just- you're basically not supposed to make a big. You know, big show and as he's saying all this, the building's like blowing up like all over the place. Yeah, it's
0: it's fuck this fucking rules. I love that. Where it's just yeah. And it's um and the whole time Richie's like, He recognized me, man. He was calling <laughs> the cops, dude like Tarantino's doing his Tarantino thing. And you know, Seth's giving him shit. Seth is very much the older brother of like Yeah. You know, stop being a fucking idiot and let's make our money and let's get out of town. Stop fucking around and getting us in trouble. But then we get our, and that's like the cold open of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Like then get very brief credits, um, and then you get a pretty cool. I don't know. It must have been CGI, but very cool. They're driving, and um, uh, you know, Seth takes a swig of Jack, and then you got uh, Tarantino. He looks at his hand, and <laughs> it's just got a hole, and you can see right through it. Um, first he tapes it and then he decides to spit liquor on it, which makes no sense, but it, yeah, it, it is funny
0: according to uh, which isn't the most reliable source. I heard on a Spit and Chicklets podcast that I think Biz Nasty put brown liquor on a wound, and you're not supposed to do like oh, really? No, if, if that's the, it'll infect your hand, but if you use clear lit liquor, then it should work. It makes sense. I mean. I think there's sugar. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. But he's like, yeah, fucked up my hand. I ended up in the ER. But if he used clear liquor, it should work.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, the whole liquor thing is, like, supposed to be a temporary thing anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a, you know, a band aid type, like, until you get to a doctor or whatever. But, uh, you know, Tarantino isn't alive too long in this movie to worry about any lasting fucking infections. So.
1: Then we move to like the introduction of the other characters: Harvey Keitel, Harvey Juliet Kytel. Lewis, and um, I don't know the actor's Scott, name. Scott Scott played He's by like...
0: Ernest Liu. Um, Harvey Keitel is playing Jacob Fuller, and Juliet Lewis, who was for a moment in every fucking nineties movie of all time, like ever,
1: and like basically the same role too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but,
1: she's great. She's the provocative, like older daughter. A lot in movies, uh-huh. but it also does become like well, they never explain it, and it becomes kind of a joke at some points that you know Harvey could tell has his Asian son.
0: Yeah, d- <laughs> so d- they don't say adopted, right? Like, or do I mean, he,
1: he's a church going man, so I assume adoption.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought, but I don't I don't know if they ever say it. Also, great you have to note that. Every 90s movie has to have at least one diner scene and that's where we meet the family. They're like
1: True. Yeah, they're on a they're on like a trek across the country and uh Jacob's brand new RV that he seems to you don't he you don't really hear him in it but you know, you get the gist from Julia Lewis' character that he's been bragging about it and he, he loves it and all this stuff but he wants to sleep in a motel tonight.
0: Once a real bed, uh, you get the sense that this family, like, had to get away. Um, after when Scott goes to the bathroom or something, um, Kate, Juliet, I think her name's Kate, she's like, I don't want to bring this up in front of Scott, but, you know, we, uh, we're kind of concerned that you uh, lost your faith in God or something like that. And Jacob's like, I believe in God and Jesus, I just kind of don't like them right now. Uh we we find out that Jacob, his wife, uh died in a car crash. In a car crash. Um and it's the thing, Julia, uh, he's uh Jacob was a preacher or not a priest, but a preacher. And well, he it, well, he
1: is, it's just kinda like taking a break and uh Kate tells him, you know, I checked the voicemail and I guess the head pastor let the voicemail like, you know, when you when you have your time away and you come back we're not gonna
0: fill your spot, so don't worry about it. Getting some Western vibes here, of like the the man that lost faith or something like that. And it's it's funny. The
1: first thing that popped in my head watching it was Signs.
0: Signs, yeah, <laughs> yep. And Signs came after this, but we've probably seen Signs. Where I've seen Signs more than this movie, but yeah, strong. but it's very similar. Yeah, they? very strong Signs vibes. Yep.
1: That end knight stole this, I bet.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, he was. Uh, I think he was taking a court for that movie. Over, I, th- I think it was kind of bullshit, but, you know, that happens with a lot of movies, I think. Yeah, I got it.
1: Match It's pretty hard to come up with a completely original idea these days.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah, J- Jacob's like, yeah, I, I believe in Jesus and God, but I'm kind of mad at them right now. So I don't want to. I don't want to talk to my congregation or anything like that. What I want to do is I want to drive around with you kids and, uh, see, see the sights and sleep in a bed. And, um, going, going back to our lovable criminals, uh, the geckos, Seth and Richie, they, they are on their way to like a shithole motel.
1: Yeah. They pull in a motel. Uh, Seth goes in, get, he's ringing the bell aggressively. Gets a room, no problem, because he's a professional.
0: He's a professional.
1: Uh, they check in the room, and then they go back out to the car. They get the hostage.
0: The Tarantino um, trunk scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the view, the camera in the trunk view. Um,
0: bring her in, gives her a, a lot of dialogue, you know, threatening, but, you know. So this, yeah, this lady that they kidnapped 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 she looks like a librarian i think she's a banker but uh Clooney's like listen rule one don't ask questions rule two don't make a noise and uh you'll live and he has his gun and he's pointing at her she's just like this lady ain't gonna run yeah, she's, she's not gonna do anything
1: think of this well i think rule three is rule threes don't run right and rule- at that point he holds gun to her head
0: okay and she's totally compliant. Yeah,
1: she really doesn't say, like, anything. Yeah, she's very...
0: Uh, <laughs> she's ready to obey the rules to try to survive.
1: Uh, and then, I think that's when, um, you know, he basically he looks at uh, Richie's wound, and he's, you know, he's going out check on the border i don't know i don't know what the hell you do to check on the border but that's that's what he says he's doing
0: yeah i get, get a lay of the land i guess gotta
1: uh, make sure Mexico's still there eventually. yeah
0: right just, uh and and while the rules are getting thrown out there we are getting some creepy vibes from quentin he's just like just staring at her just like yeah yeah he's, you know <laughs> so, somehow quentin's creepier than fucking clooney with a gun to your head but um Eventually, yeah, like you said, Clooney goes out, and uh, Richie, just he gets up. He he looks in the bedroom, sees there's a TV, and he says to the lady, "Why don't you come sit on the bed and watch TV with me?"
1: Mm -hmm. You get like a long pause, and like you get the, the shot from the bed looking at her, and Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, I don't know why she does, but she gets up and she goes sits there, and then I think it's the next scene. uh, the T V scene.
0: And the next yeah, the next scene's a TV scene. Yeah. And it's it's basically like
1: a news report breaking breaking down. I mean, I I it, it's done in a serious way, but it's it is kind of comical, I think, well, for the movie.
0: It's so and that I think this it almost felt like Anchorman, like where news became sensationalized in like the late eighties, early nineties, <laughs> where the anchor woman is excited about all the murders. She's like, they killed not Two people, not four, thirteen. Yeah, and they have even you know, have a like a countdown
1: on the bottom of uh Texas Rangers deaths.
0: Dude, she's smiling as uh, she's saying it. Yeah.
1: Police officer death and civilian deaths, and like they have like a ticker. And then she also asked the one cop she's interviewing, like, does him uh, killing uh, Texas Rangers incentivize you? And he's like <laughs> yeah. uh I think uh, you know, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. They do a close up on his face. Yes. John Saxon from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Just want to throw that out there. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, that's a that was a very funny scene because it might look weird to people. I, I this might sound like an idiot. I don't watch a lot of the news now just because it annoys me. But I remember growing up with the news that looked like that, like action news, kills yeah. at 10 o'clock, like that shit, like just murder, murder, murder. Look at all this murder.
1: Yeah, if it bleeds, it leads.
0: Yeah, man. Beer break, guys. Oh! What you drinking over there, dog?
1: This is uh, Little Log Cabin, uh, Europe 72. Little Log Cabin's a, like, offshoot brewery of tired hands. They do, like, uh, less crazy, funky IPAs, kind of like just standard ones. I think this one's named after uh, Grateful Dead tour in 1972. So I'm not a deadhead but the beer is pretty good.
0: I did not know they had a smaller brewery. Is it like just like the junior you, breweries? It's like
1: the same brewery. It's just the uh, the beers are more like like regular beers.
0: Okay. I'm doing a returning beer. Snuffler IPA from good old Sterling Pig right here in Media PA. I've weirdly long contended I think Snuffler Tastes better out of a can than from the tap. I don't know what it is.
1: I'm a little little piggy guy myself, and uh, I think it tastes better out of the tap than it does in the can. (sighs)
0: So fun. Good. Sterling Pig, sponsor us. All right. Back to the flick. So, I think at this point, our beautiful boy, Seth Gecko, comes back to the hotel. Um...
1: Either that or Jacob pulls up out
0: front. Ja- okay. So Jacob might pull up front. They find J- Jacob finds his bed that he wants to lighten yeah. in so badly.
1: Kate gets pissed off that it looks like a flop house. It does look like shit. It better have a damn pool. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh I think they settle in. Um I think Scott plays is playing his guitar or whatever. Mm-hmm. At that point, I think Seth might come back with a bag full of burgers from...
1: Big Kahuna Burgers. Big
0: Kahuna Burgers.
1: Yeah, call back to Pulp Fiction.
0: Good old Pulp Fiction. Uh, so he, he comes in with like a six pack and a couple bags of burgers. Takes takes a look at Richie and they're kind of discussing like, oh, when are the cops going to get us this time? And mm-hmm. Richie's like, yeah, oh, they say 48 hours, and mm. it's a very small talk. They're eating burgers. He's
1: handing out the burgers, and I think he gets to the bottom of the bag, and he's like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's not Wait,
0: til- where's the lady at? It's not until he gets to the third burger, he's like, oh, there should be another human being in this uh, apartment or hotel or motel. And, uh, you know, Richie is being weird, and he's like, oh, she's in the other room that's
1: closed yeah the oh, other room hostage that's I'm supposed to be watching.
0: yeah uh, uh, at first Seth's like what the fuck what do you t- why is she in the other room then he opens the door and it's a very uh, I think it's a good Rodriguez choice of like not showing the body right away you get like flashes yeah you get like little tiny it's tiny micro cut-ins of like blood on the wall and um, Seth is just like almost broken at that point he's like what the fu- fuck is wrong with you and she's like listen man she freaked out i had to do what i had to do it was was a totally different
1: person when you left man yeah
0: yeah she dramatic she went from her to like rambo or some bullshit and it's that thing of where i think this is something that seth probably knew for a while and maybe he was suppressing it but he's finally realizing or admitting to himself that his little brother, Richie, is more than, like, a criminal. He is, like, a psychopath. Yeah. A sexual psychopath who just, like,
1: really Throws him up against the wall, and he's like, what the hell
0: What is, is wrong with, with you? you? What is wrong with you? Why can't you just be like me? A good guy that steals from people and <laughs> yeah. only murders when he has to. And it's, it's that whole idea of, like, all right, you know what? You're my brother. I love you. Once we get to El Rey... You'll be fine. El Rey's like this mythical place. It's like um, the Grey Havens or something. Yeah, you can do whatever you want
1: criminally in El Rey.
0: Yeah, it's not like you'll be a better person. It's just like he won't get in trouble or, you know. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds dumb to say. This is a, might be the, that's probably the darkest moment of the movie where just these aren't just like um, fun criminals. They aren't just like pulp fiction criminals. One is a sexual deviant.
1: Yeah, and they review that too, and uh, the the crime break on the news that your know, Richie's a, got a sexual um, Pre- predator, or predator like- yeah, he's a sexual predator misconduct. I forget what they say exactly, but you know he's not just a straight up bank robber.
0: Yeah, yeah, will, a shittier class of criminal. But um, I, th- I think at one point. Our poor, poor Jacob gets a knock at the door from creepy Tarantino. So, yeah, Richie goes to Jacob. He's like, pardon me, sir. Can I please borrow your ice bucket? <laughs> my my lady partner and I need to get ice from down the road or something, and uh, we don't have a bucket. And uh, Jacob obliges, but then when he turns around, he sees uh, Rich has a gun.
1: Yep. And then Seth pops out and... Come in, and they take over.
0: They take over, and um, at, at first, it's just Scott and Jacob, and there's some not-woke shit that's said about them. Uh, are you F-words? Uh, and no, this is my son's. You know, yeah. th- Don't be a dick.
1: A lot of yellow skin mentioning in this yeah,
0: movie. Yeah, yep, yep. It's very,
1: I don't know. It's not appropriate then or now. Yeah. It's also really weird.
0: It is weird. Ter- you know, Tarantino's you know, got some weird stuff in his movies.
1: But, uh, you know, they kind of start laying out, like, what they're going to do. And then Kate, Juliet Lewis' character, comes in the door, you know, normal, as anyone would when they think it's their hotel room. And, you know, kind of a heated standoff for a couple seconds. And uh, this is where we get a really creepy look into Richie's uh, psychosis mind. Uh, Seth is. Laying out the plan of what's gonna happen, and uh, Richie's just staring at Kate.
0: Kate <laughs> so Juliet, I don't know how old she is. She looks seventeen or sixteen. She's not.
1: 16. She's not twenty-one. I know that. She's
0: yeah. She looks sixteen or seventeen. Um, uh, Richie is looking at her like she's a fucking steak or something. Like just, and there's that moment of, and I guess I don't know if they're trying to do this as like an excuse for him. But um, Kate turns to uh, Richie at one point, and she's like, hey, can you please eat my pussy? I'd really like it if you <laughs> eat my pussy. And it's like, does that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Seth's like, Richie, you pay attention? Yes. Yeah, 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 snap yeah. out of it, dude.
0: Um, so there's that thing. So th- I guess they're partially trying to explain why Richie does what he does. Like, he's thinking his victims are, act- are asking for it, literally. Um. And the plan is uh, that Seth lays out. He's like, we're going to take your camper and you guys are going to drive us across the border. We did a bunch of robberies. And once we get across the border, if we pay, it's not the cartel, but it's like some gangster. I think like it's like a
1: smuggler or something smuggler. like
0: that. If we pay Carlos 30%, then we'll be good. You'll be good. We'll all be happy. Which I'm going to be honest
1: the plan doesn't make much sense. Like, the plan makes sense, but the whole paying Carlos or whatever it held doesn't Does make you, any sense.
0: You're already in Mexico. I, I guess the idea is they're on his turf. Like, th- he'll allow them to be on his turf. It's,
1: these cartels, man. I get
0: you. <laughs> I, also, I will say, I think it's um, good movie stuff of like, once we get to the family, we know, like, kind of all bets are off. We just saw... Harmless, well, a fairly harmless clerk go up in flames. Yeah. And we saw a very harmless uh, librarian lady get murdered. So once we get to, you know, Scott and Juliette Lewis and uh, Jacob, you know, it's like, fuck, any of these people can fucking die at this point. So, mm-hmm.
1: But it is a good plan. They're going to use the family and their RV to sneak across the border. Um. So, you know, if there are a couple threatening, you know, I think he puts the gun at Seth's head, or not Seth, uh, Scott. Scott's head. Um, uh, Jacob obliges.
0: Um, also, I want to point out for I skipped over this. Uh, Richie puts the gun in Scott's mouth. A lot of weird, like yeah, image. You know,
1: you also get invasive uh, shit. Kind of a look at. Seth knows his brother's a fucking creep, mm-hmm. and he tells uh, Richie to get the car, and he tells Kate, you know, go change out of your bikini,
0: please. For fuck's sake, put on some clothes. Yeah. Yeah. But also, come back quickly, because I'll murder your dad if yeah.
1: you And, she, you know, she does it. They all comply at this point, and then I think they cut to, they're on the road.
0: Yeah, this is where we get a good bit of the exposition of, like... So, uh Seth talks to Jacob about his wife that died. Um
1: yeah, this is like the little character development we get. There's there's not a whole lot of character development in this movie.
0: No, yeah, you're right. It's just yeah, it's it's this and then it's crazy shit that happens in the last 45 minutes mm-hmm. or hour. But we find out that Jacob's wife died in a car accident. And uh, Jacob kind of lost faith in God, and he's not too fond of uh, <laughs> George Clooney, and uh, Clooney's like, listen, I don't like you either. Just get us across the border, and uh, I promise you that you will be safe, and I won't sick my fucked up brother <laughs> on your daughter. Yeah. You saw the way that he was looking at her, right? Yeah. Let's just be cool, and uh, nothing bad will happen, was the idea, and... That's where they have an uneasy alliance. They're like, all right, I will do this. We'll get through this together, and uh, we, nothing fucked up will happen.
1: Yeah, then you get the, the view from the back of the bus, and you get Richie. You know, he's, like, drooling, basically.
0: Dude, he really is. Over look, Kate. Look, looking at her like a steak.
1: So then he goes, so, did, uh did you mean what you said back at the hotel? She's like, what the fuck are you Kate, talking Kate's about? Like, what? <laughs> what? You know about uh, he's about to say what he thinks she said. E- e-
0: eating your b- b- and then,
1: uh, says like, Richie told you to watch him, not talk to him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> And then and R- Richie's like, we'll we'll talk later. Don't worry.
1: Uh, we did miss the we we didn't miss it. You said it earlier, but before they leave the hotel room, they get the, you get the call back from, uh, Res Dogs Ramblers. Let's get rambling.
0: Ramblers, let's get rambling. Yep. So good good little fun shit for. Us nerds. Yep. So, um. They get, they get to the border. They get to the border. The brothers take Kate into the bathroom. And the idea is, like, get us across or Kate's going to die. For a second, Scott tries to turn on turn on them and say, yeah, fuck these guys. We're going to die. Yeah,
1: Scott panics. Which, I you know, it's got a pretty reasonable thought process here. But you know, Jacob's like, dude, uh, did you forget your sister.
0: <laughs> forget your sister, and I think there is a thing in Jacob where he sees some kind of honor in Seth. Yeah, he. I think
1: he he thinks they will actually get through it
0: if they just do it. So I think he tries to. See, I think he sees Seth as a man of his word, possibly, or he hopes he is at least. Mm-hmm. So I mean in
1: in the end Jacob wins over uh Scott and we get Cheech Cheech Martin in his I think first appearance first
0: of three roles
1: see a three or four
0: three or four um, playing a cop here He's
1: a cop, you know, he's starting to buy it but then you get the other scene cut to the bathroom the brothers are fighting The brothers the are bathroom. fighting uh Kate's in there and this is this is where Seth's, uh, you know, n- not hatred, but, like, you know, he he can't handle uh, Richie's, like, demons at this point.
0: Also, you kind of get Richie kind of wants to be caught. Or, like, he's, he says, like, F these. He's crazy. Ethnic word. <laughs> he's, he's, like, so Seth calls him, th- no, like, he says something like, don't be a crazy asshole or yeah. don't be
1: crazy. Yeah, he's like, stop being a fuck. I think he says, stop being a fucking nut or
0: something stop like being that. a nut. And Richie takes this very offensively. He's like, what do you? I was, I, I'm a nut. I'm a nut. Am I? Yeah. And he's like, you want to fight? And it's like that whole thing. Yeah, he's
1: like, this is not the time to be loud. And you know, Richie's just, you know, he's being a a, a crazy person.
0: He's being crazy. There's a loud bump that causes Cheech to go into the uh, RV. Seth successfully knocks out Richie in a very movie way of, like, Richie just hits his head and he gets knocked out Mm -hmm. very conveniently. Um, The border agent walks in on Kate going to the bathroom. And he
1: stares for a very creepy long time. I think this is, uh, like, a Rodriguez trait here. His uh, movies are kind of, like, over the line and, you know, you know, extra sexy. I wouldn't call this sexy, but you know, it's kind of graphic, almost very
0: graphic, very gross. And again, we don't know. I don't know how fucking old Juliet Lewis is here. She, yeah, I, at any age, it's late
1: bad. teens, probably.
0: In yeah. inappropriate though, no matter what. After uh, after forty five minutes, the uh, cop shuts the door for Juliet Lewis to finish fake going to the bathroom, and they get across. They get across the border. It's a big win. Um, Seth at this point is just like, "All oh, you guys, you're in my fucking cool book now. We, yeah. we're all buddies. Just get me to the titty twister bar. The titty twister. <laughs> <Yeah>, follow <laughs>
1: this till whatever road, make a left and look for the titty twister.
0: Uh, Seth wakes, <laughs> he wakes up, um, Richie at one point. He's like, Hey buddy, you, uh, you hit your head and, yeah. uh, you knocked yourself out. Yeah, it must've been your hand. <laughs> it must've been your hand that knocked your head out. Um, your glasses are fucked. And Richie starts freaking out again. And Seth is just like, don't make me fucking get pissed again. I'm in a good mood. Let's let's be cool. Yeah. Be and cool I, mode.
1: And I will say, so this is pretty much like the turning point of the movie. At this point, we're like halfway through and there's not one hint of horror or Dude. gore or anything like that. Nothing
0: scary happened. I was very conscious of that. This time, like you said, like I was like, I was looking for hints of like any weird. Um, there's, I mean, the, the only nothing. thing
1: really is uh Richie's bloody hand, and you know, that is just pure crime, really. I mean, nothing gory or horror about it,
0: yeah. I, but I'm just like, uh, I was looking in the back, I'm like, is there any hint of vampires in this shit at all? Nothing, and that's why this uh, so did a little bullshit. I uh, research this movie was like not super well received by critics but like you know nerds liked it it has a cult following it has a bunch of sequels or a few sequels and a TV series but like people were just like confused by it and I kind of get why they're confused but at the same time this movie is what it is it's it's a cool movie it's cool it's fucking weird it can only you know,
1: I read that. Funny. Uh, one of the funniest things is the lasting impression of this movie is uh, George Clooney's tattoo. Made a huge. Uh,
0: a lot of people got this tattoo. Culture. I bet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I forget. I think it's three six mafia. They I a, think I saw that too. They won the Oscar. Yeah. And they like told Clooney like they're big fans and one of them had the tattoo.
0: <laughs> Clooney's like, you know, I've done other shit, right? Like besides that movie.
1: Honestly, you don't even see the tattoo like the very end.
0: No, you, you see part of it on his neck the whole time. That's yeah. like that's the thing. But they they uh, they get to the titty twister and and what? It I, is raunchy. It is fucking crazy. There's people drinking outside, like going like, but it's like biker bar. It in looks the middle like of
1: a nowhere. biker bar on crack.
0: Biker bar on crack. There's giant neon neon. Jesus Christ, I can't say the word neon.
1: It looks like it's it looks fake, like. It looks like a, like, a, you know, like when they film westerns, when they got, like, fake, uh like, silhouettes of, like, saloons and stuff. Yeah. It looks like that. Like, it looks fake.
0: On crack. But I bet this is where, like, all the budget went, was towards that, that, like, that front, and then some of the makeup effects. I, I
1: read they, they filmed, like, most of it in studio, and, like, this was, like, I think the outside was where they filmed uh, out, outdoors, and, like. There was, like, a storm or something. There was, like, production problems filming this part.
0: Deserts are surprisingly shitty because, like, you can get windstorms and shit like that. I think that fucked up part of Iron Man 1 where there's just, like, windstorms all the time. But, um, yeah.
1: Cheech Martin Part 2 here.
0: I imagine that they had Cheech Martin just for a day saying the word <laughs> pussy. Just, like... Th-
1: that was like. I mean, they had have told him, like, go up there and name every kind of pussy you could
0: dry pussy, wet pussy, smelly pussy, hairy pussy. Like, he's just like. White, black,
1: Spanish, yeah. yellow again.
0: <laughs> and Cheech does it. I, and I bet there's just like hours and hours of tape of him just saying pussy.
1: Probably. He's got a Fu Manchu.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's like a carnival barker for a strip. But he's club. like
1: begging people to come inside this place.
0: He's begging people that would. Have to drive out thirty fucking miles into the desert. Of course, they're going to go in. He's begging people that are going to go in anyway. But
1: as our troop walks up, he's like, "You can't come in."
0: Yeah, and <laughs> and this is where the story gets a little uh, cl- clunky. Yeah, this is bit. where like we're like, wait, what? This is where you can't think about the story too much because the major conflict of the movie is, and be- and before. I guess before we get into that. So so as uh, as our heroes are getting ready to go into the saloon, uh, uh, Seth is like, all right, guys, let's be cool. We, we won. Let's go have a couple drinks. My buddy Carlos is going to meet us. And once Carlos meets us, we're set. Yeah, he's going to meet us
1: sometime between dusk and dawn.
0: <laughs> from dusk till dawn. It says that on the sign, too. They're open from dusk till dawn. And, and th- that's the thing. This is like the victory lap for Seth. He's just like, we just have to hang out and drink, and then we're good. And then uh, we'll bid you guys farewell. And, um, yep. Which, again,
1: I really don't understand why he makes them stay.
0: Yeah, they don't have to stay unless he's thinking of an emergency exit or something. But you don't get that. Like, you you feel like.
1: I'm overanalyzing it clearly, but there are. Significant flaws in the plot.
0: I think they have to stay because the movie requires them to stay, yeah. <laughs> basically. But um, yeah, this is where you have to throw out all kinds of logic. So as they're walking up to the saloon or bar or titty, titty bar, whatever you want to call twister. it. Titty twister. The titty twister. <laughs> Cheech gives uh, Seth some shit. He's like, no, you can't you go in there, bro. <laughs> Why would... Why would they turn away human people? Yeah, I. Why did I sound like Jerry Seinfeld? What's the deal with? Yeah, uh, but but um, yeah. Seth just punches him in the face like several times, and uh, and uh, Richie like kicks him a few times, mm. and they go into the bar, and that's that for the moment. Cheech is passed out for a second. They go into the bar. It's a crazy looking bar. There's topless chicks dancing. There's people always fighting. There's just like non-stop fights and dancing. Seth goes up to the bar. He says he wants a whiskey. Uh our bartender that we've seen in a million fucking yeah, movies.
1: Danny Trejo.
0: Danny fucking Trejo. Uh
1: I guess very young looking.
0: Young looking and he's probably like 48 here or for like he's probably in his 40s here.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is before or after heat, but I think heat is like the first time I really noticed uh Danny Trejo.
0: Man, when was the first time I noticed Danny Trejo? He's like he's like Santa Claus at this point. Like
1: He plays like every Mexican gangster and everything.
0: Yeah, I dude, I can't remember the first movie I saw him in. This is bad. This is dumb. I remember seeing him in that movie Spy Kids when I went to <laughs> I was a kid when that came out, so that's okay. He's Boys of Rodriguez. He was in um
1: He's in Desperado,
0: Gr- right? Like in shit like that. Yeah, he's in
1: Desperado. He's in. I think he's in the Grindhouse movie. Grindhouse Machete. Yeah, Machete.
0: He's in uh, uh, Halloween.
1: He's in Breaking Bad.
0: Breaking Bad Tortu- uh, Tortuga. Uh, Tortuga. <laughs> that was. You know, that was a. Bu- it was a good twist where like you're like, oh shit. Danny Trejo is gonna be in the show for a long time, yeah, and he's dead in his second scene, yeah. or like something like that. His but head
1: is on a tortoise. That was a good
0: fake out. There. I'm like ah. Then I was bummed out. I'm like ah, oh, fuck. I like Danny Trejo. He I does would've...
1: get a reappearance later in the show, though. Oh fuck, I'm forgetting that one now. But it's, um, like, it's just like a flashback.
0: Okay, Trejo rules. Um, but he denies Seth a shot. He's like, you're not, you're not a biker, or you're not a trucker. You're not getting a shot. Then this is where a fight almost breaks out between. Seth, and some bigger looking bar dude. Uh, Eventually, uh, Jacob kind of calms everything down. He's like, "Listen, technically, I'm a trucker. Here's my license. I want some shots." They they do kind of calm down for the moment, but you get the idea that. I mean, that passes, you
1: know, the test. I guess
0: it passes the test. If uh, Seth has one major flaw. It's kind of the um, it's like an almost
1: he feels invincible
0: yeah it, it's almost it, it's almost the Mcfly call me yellow thing like he was challenged to a fight and he won the fight. he wanted to fucking no. kill that guy but he he was trying to stay cool. he starts pounding shots with uh, with the gang with
1: yeah he makes everyone take
0: a shot. They're violent shots. he's like throwing the thing he's like throwing the shot glass down. And Jacob's like, what the fuck's your problem? (laughs) And that's where Seth lays out. He's like, I'm going to drink the rest of this bottle. I'm going to smash over that fucking asshole's head. And this is a really good line. Jacob's like, you're such a fucking loser that you don't know when you won. Yeah. And it's like. And he says it twice. "Yeah, Yeah. It's so good that he has to say it twice. He's like, you fooled all of like Texas or whatever. You robbed a bunch of people. You got across the border. Just fucking be yeah, cool. You Take w- your own you advice. Won. You, you won. won. Don't blow it right now. They technically they kind of already blew it by beating up the guy out front, but and, and then, then we're getting a little I, I I think we start meeting some of the other characters that will pop up in the, in the third act, as I like to say, that Christina hates.
1: Yeah, what do you get? What's his name? Uh, uh
0: damn it. So we get Vamping, vamping, vampin.
1: So we get introduced to um, Frost, played by Fred Williamson.
0: Fred Williamson. He's the uh, he's yeah. a guy that was in a bunch of black flicks back in the day, right? I think he was
1: an ex football player or something like that.
0: Big ass guy. He's uh he, he's playing dominoes. He's just like he almost doesn't want to like look at the strippers. He just wants to drink his beer and play dominoes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tom Zavini, Ziv- Tom who plays Sex Machine.
1: Yeah, Sex Machine.
0: We have a very good, uh, very good moment of Tom Zavini, who's like sitting at a table, mm-hmm. and Greg Nicotero also meets him. These two guys are big horror legends. Zavini did all the special effects for like the George Romero, you know, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead. He brought on Nicotero on Day of the Dead. And eventually, Nicotero went on to do a, a ton of movies. Uh, and he worked as a director and special effects guy on uh, The Walking Dead. And he's doing Creepshow. So it's a very it was a very cool moment of... Uh, Sex Machine kind of scares him off with like his pistol dick thing.
1: Yeah, it's like a crotch gun. The, the pistol comes out, and there's like two chambers for balls
0: yeah it's a it's a very fun moment for movie nerds of like Savini's like yeah i, I taught you everything you know dude i'll s- <laughs> get get out of my movie right now and then that's i think that's the last we see of nicotero but good good uh good geek shit right there
1: uh, they don't really introduce anyone else but like you know they focus on like you know faces mm-hmm. you know kind of like hinting like you know pay attention
0: pay attention this guy's this, this person will be important later on then we get our... Uh,
1: it's probably the most famous scene of the movie. Um, I, honestly, I don't know why. It's very short.
0: The uh, the snake scene. The yeah. snake Sal- Salma Hayek scene. The striptease. Not even a striptease. It's like a dance.
1: We also, get, well, also, before all this, there's a lot of naked strippers all over the place. A lot of
0: strippers. A lot of boobs. Uh, 13-year-old John liked this last... <laughs> Part of the movie a lot.
1: And also, uh, Scott loved this <laughs> Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a funny scene of Scott. He's just like, looking. he's like, this? You know, the past two hours sucked, but this shit rules. This is awesome. I'm glad I yeah, lived to see yeah, this. I'm glad I
1: suck with your plan,
0: Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, it is I, like... I gotta ref-
1: imagine for a preacher's son this has to be like heaven.
0: Oh, yeah. It's just like debaucherous. It is the most... It's comical how debaucherous this place is. Just yeah. like...
1: It's like Lou Turk's on crack.
0: Yeah. It's like Lou Luther- Yeah. It's like Lou Turk's times a thousand. But, uh...
1: <laughs> so we get, like, uh, the music changes. There's also, like, a very weird, like, mariachi slash rock band playing all yeah. the whole time.
0: Yeah. I forgot to... Yeah. They're all call. fat
1: and drunk and sweaty. Their
0: throat... They, at one point, the dude just stops carrying and starts throwing liquor in his face. Yeah. and Like, at the bar. But he somehow maintains, like, a good strumming rhythm
1: but like all of a sudden he becomes like a uh you know professional player and they change the tune and I forget what they call her do you remember oh but uh Selma Hayek takes the stage she comes out uh,
0: San, I can't I cannot pronounce that Santanico pandemonium
1: yeah Santinico pandemonium
0: oh shit, that was pretty good. Uh, I'm a few beers deep, guys. So that's, that's she comes out like it's very like
1: starts off very weird. She's just like waving a robe around, but then she waves the robe around her whole body, and then an eleven foot snake appears.
0: And guys, my nickname is Snake Boy. So yes,
1: Snake Boy loved this. Snake, snake Boy man. became a Snake Man when he saw I had us a a for had a bonk first time. Him over the head.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. She dances with the snake for a good bit. It's like crawling up her neck and shit. And
1: In yeah. my research, this was like the one thing that stuck out in my research, that Selma Hayek is uh, like deathly afraid of snakes, hates snakes. She, she turned down the role, but then they said, all right, we're going to give it to Madonna. And she said, okay, never mind, I'll do it. She got like hypnotized before the scene.
0: Put herself in a trance, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, put
1: herself in a trance and like befriended the snake.
0: Got to befriend the snake, bro. Sounds
1: like total bullshit to me, but
0: it's like actor-y bullshit, right? Yeah.
1: So th- that that is probably what she told several um, radio stations in the that movie is one hundred percent
0: fucking accurate, dude.
1: And now it's history.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Good call.
1: But it's like eleven foot yellow snake, Britney Spears. uh toxic MTV movie awards kind of snake. Oh,
0: fuck. I forgot about that. Wow. Flood of memories. Um, flood of... Flood so of there's
1: memories. a sexy dance and then we get to another perv scene here with Tarantino. She walks across the tables.
0: So this it's getting weirdly metatextual where we've now known about Tarantino's foot fetish for years now, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea that he wrote a scene specifically for someone <laughs> to put a foot in his fucking mouth. And to pour liquor or whatever down it so that he could... I can't believe he's not canceled, to be honest with you.
1: He probably had a rager.
0: People tried to cancel him. Um, he did kind of do Uma Thurman dirty. Uh, not not a fan of that. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I've heard about it. That wasn't cool. That,
1: I think it was before the Me Too,
0: though. Me? Well, it happened before Me Too. I think it came out before Me Too, though, okay. too. Yeah, that wasn't cool. I think Uma eventually um forgave him. Possibly begrudgingly, but Also Uma's daughter was in once upon a time in Hollywood. She was like one of the girl like one of the uh hmm. Manson girls, I think.
1: Really? Well, so she walked there the table they took is in the middle of the room. She walks across the tables right for them. Staring at uh, Richie the whole time, picks up the bottle of whiskey they had on the table, sticks her foot in his mouth, and pours the whiskey down her leg, and he's like slurping it up like
0: candy. I bet they did several takes of that shit. Oh, <laughs> creep,
1: I'm sure. She paid. I don't Rodriguez. think we got the
0: angle right. I mean, let's let's try it again.
1: Then she uh, takes a sip, of a, a big sip, and she spits it in his mouth. He probably. Changes his pants several times. <laughs> fucking creep.
0: Yep, yep. Weird, weird stuff. Uh, eventually, that the song ends, and uh, everyone's clapping. What a great fucking thing that was. And this is where the, the conflict of the movie kind of happens. The...
1: <laughs> yeah, this is where all of a sudden, if you weren't aware,
0: it becomes a horror movie. <laughs> so Cheech comes in. And he's like, yeah, those fucking assholes beat me up outside. They broke my nose. Broke my nose, broke my fingers. And it's a thing of, it happens pretty quickly. I think uh, Richie gets stabbed in, <laughs> in the wound of where yeah, he got shot That's in actually hand. pretty
1: funny. Uh, Danny Trey comes over and stabs him, like hand into the table,
0: right in the same spot he already had a hole. And uh, the, the brothers temporarily overpower everybody. They shoot. They shoot some people down, and they they think they have the situation under control. They're like, okay, this is just kind of like any other stick-up type deal. We're in control. We have the power.
1: Yeah, Rich, uh, Seth kills uh, Cheech and the big guy, and then uh, Richie stabs Danny Trejo with the knife that he put in his hand several times. He puts it back into the table, and then uh, Selma Hayek starts laughing. You get a little hint right here. Uh, Jacob's character looks at the knife, and there's no blood on it. It's all like green slime. It's like
0: green, yeah, biley type shit. It's not red. And people are starting to look at the hand, the bloody hand, like hungrily. Um, and eventually, fucking Salma Hayek vamps out, dude. She turns. She is like a fucking snake vampire. And she jumps on uh, Richie, takes a big old bite out of his neck. They eventually shoot Selma Hayek off. But Tarantino falls and he's like, his last words as a human being are like, fucking bitch, and he dies. And at that moment, um, this, this is where it happens. <laughs> uh, fucking Clooney kind of gets up and starts seeing people, People vamp out a little bit.
1: Yeah, and they're really, like, like, out of nowhere, like, huge, like, like, facial takeovers. Vampires. I think it's, uh, like, uh, makeup. I don't think it's, like, CGI.
0: It's. I, I think a lot of it is makeup. I think that, I you mean know, obviously, the decomposing bodies become CGI shit. The,
1: the vamps definitely vary in makeup. Some of them are, like, you know just a little bit some of them are like the whole body
0: yeah it's not a uniform vamp S- some
1: some of hikes is pretty like drastic like our, so it's like our whole head like comes like reptilian
0: some of them are monsters. some of them just have the teeth or like they kind of like have bat features, but yeah, they all look a little different um and this is where shit kind of hits a fan. people people vamp out a lot of people fucking die like a lot of a lot of the regulars kind of just Get got, our heroes are they, good. They at, really narrow
1: down the cast at this point. They do.
0: They weed out. They. You come back to the people that they focused on before it should hit the fan. You got your.
1: You kind of get the impression like the, the where the bar tables are, that's like the feast. Like those are all non-vamp people. All the pe. All the vamps work there. You got the. The dancers, the bartenders, the, b- the band, the, muscle, the band,
0: the band turns into vampire the, band, the, the, and the they're ba- playing instruments made of people.
1: Yeah, the band that is like the funniest part, I think, in the whole. Like it's a pretty long fight scene, but the band is not fighting at all. They're just playing music, and all of a sudden, their instruments are transformed to human bodies with strings attached <laughs> to <into> them. <laughs>
0: our Our heroes become after you know, with with Jacob Seth. Rich, Katie, our, our new heroes that join him are... Um,
1: it's uh, Sex Machine. Sex Machine. And Frost.
0: And Frost. They're kind of the add-ons. That they're, they're kind of the badasses. And, and
1: Sex Machine figures out pretty quick. Uh, he just starts spiking strippers onto the four legs of tables. Uh, he
0: kills Trejo on a pool table. Frost had... But the, Flips a table over and throws four women on each leg of the table. Uh, yeah, that's frost. That, yeah. yeah, frost is that. Sex machine is just—he has a whip. He's good at like—he's got a whip. He's ripping
1: people's heads off. He's, you know, he's—he's he's getting it done.
0: There's a lot of killing. There's so much killing in the. It's hard to go. You can't go over everything. Seth's
1: single... just like shooting people.
0: Seth's shooting people. Uh, the kids are kind of. I think they're hiding yep. behind the yeah, bar. Yeah,
1: they're hiding behind the bar. Yeah. I think Jacob's kind of doing the same. Kate does the one kill with
0: uh, she puts her cross. Into yeah, his mouth. good call. And uh, after so after the first big um, showdown, yeah, after after the first big showdown, they they kind of talk about the rules of these vampires. Well, first,
1: like, uh, Richie gets reanimated.
0: Richie, yeah, good call. Richie gets reanimated. He jumps up and he's. He, He's kind of. I guess he's well, like a
1: sex machine. Goes to kill him, and Seth. is like, yo, that's my brother.
0: You kill him, you're gonna die. It's that whole thing.
1: Comes to his senses,
0: tells him to hold him down, um,
1: and then he, you know, he stakes him.
0: Stakes him. He explodes. Uh, a lot of these vampires explode, but they all don't. They all die differently. They yeah. all. It's it's.
1: Well, the, at the one point, they're all like down. And uh, Frost goes. Oh, I thought I uh, was supposed to burn, and then you get yeah, that, they all explode. You get like out of nowhere. You get a little c- early CGI, like you know, bodies like melting kind of in the ooze, and then light on fire.
0: Some PlayStation y looking. I, don't, uh... I
1: honestly didn't remember the whole CGI portion, but it, it wasn't that bad or anything. It was.
0: It's not like atrocious. Yeah, they um... don't
1: like. It, it's not like center, like center stage.
0: They try not to focus on it too much. I feel like because they know it's not as good as it will be. Yeah.
1: In the and next you year. do have a lot of uh I mean you got special effects like legends on the on the stage here so you get a lot of like over the top deaths and stuff. Pretty cool stuff.
0: Uh and one of these shows I've seen before. I th- I forget which a hard documentary, but I think they said they purposely had to make the blood not red to pass the ratings board for not going nc double or Hmm. nc 17 so that's why the blood is green for vampires it'd just be fucking Hmm. ridiculous but so so um after uh seth kills rich he does seth does several shots of whiskey and we start hearing some fluttering like from above yeah people are like oh no that sounds like birds and uh seth's like no that's that's not birds dude bats. those are bats and this is where this movie is awesome where they and not in a scream way but they acknowledge that they are in a horror movie I don't believe in vampires you don't believe in vampires Yeah, I believe in my two eyes though and I've just seen a bunch of vampires vamp out on us
1: you get Seth and Jacob both kind of say the same thing like you know I don't believe in vampires but I believe my eyes Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know this should happen I just killed like 10 vampires so they're real
0: what we are dealing with are vampires and it's um uh, the, and they talk about the rules of how to kill these yeah, vampires. They go over
1: like how to kill them and then Jacob's kinda like the voice of reason he's like, you know, have any of you read a friggin' book on vampires?
0: Or are like, we just basing this off of movies? They're they're like, all right,
1: so. well no. So like what do we know from this experience that works? It's kinda like rewriting the because, you know, different vampire movies there are different rules.
0: All right. One rule I think it's new to this movie is they're like their bodies are weak. Like they're yeah, their
1: f- their flesh is soft. You can like push through. Them like it would whatever. take a really strong person to put a a chair like through a body, but like I know, can do it. No Kate problem. just did it. So obviously their tissues soft.
0: Good. Uh, a part that I I think I skipped over. They go through the recently deceased and they start staking people. Yeah. Which is also a good. Uh, recognizing that you're in a scary movie that is something that people that have seen scary movies would do hey these people were just bit let's fucking
1: yeah sex machine like puts a stake in like everyone and Kate's like really struggling on the one that he finally comes reanimated and she stakes him and sex machine looks over and gets
0: distracted and gets bit you get the shock bit and we get our classic this happens in zombie movies all the time yeah the guy that hides it he got bit and it's accelerated in this because it's a vampire movie um so as as he's like dealing with his symptoms um frost is detailing how he was another like trope (laughs) i was in vietnam i uh i was buried amongst my my comrades and as this is happening
1: yeah sex machine's like focus is like kind of like taken away and he's He's hearing, like, I guess you're supposed to be hearing the... Va- he's hearing the vampire bats flying around and what they're saying. And he's slowly turning, but he notices a, a fang. <laughs> and then he's, like, kind of freaking out. And then they go back to uh, Frost telling the story. And here comes sex machine fully animated behind
0: him. He, he sees his hands at first, like his giant hands. Yeah. And they clamp down on Frost's giant yeah, shoulders. Yeah, the like Nosferatu hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he bites him, and that's, Frost kind of eliminates all, a good bit of the cast.
1: Yeah, I mean, he took, like, rip someone's heart out and killed it with a pencil. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he was, you know, the muscle. Frost, I, don't, I don't, I forget the actor's name, but. Fred Williamson. But Fred Williamson, the, the other thing I read, he had, like, three rules when he filmed movies. Like
0: I, I read this, too, he, yeah. he
1: wins, he doesn't die, and I it's, forget what. Gets the girl, right? He gets the girl, and he didn't accomplish any of in the movie. I I don't know why, how they talked him into it, but this is like the only time he broke that rule.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah, good shit from him. But um, this is where uh, Sex Machine bites. uh, Bites Frost. I think he also bites Jacob too, right or no? No. No.
1: I think Frost bites Jacob. Well, that's why.
0: Oh, okay, okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. But I, I guess the, uh, Sex Machine is kind of the domino that kind of fucks everything up.
1: Yeah, uh, so Frost bites Jacob, and then uh, Seth tells uh, Frost, you know, kill him. And Frost, with his strength, throws Jacob through the door.
0: Through the door where all the bats were trying to get in. What are yeah. the bats? bats are vampires. And as... Uh, as the bats are coming in, we see Frost has turned into yeah, a vampire. Yeah,
1: I mean, Frost got bit in the neck, so it was, it was pretty, like, immediate that he changed.
0: The movie does have a, a, a little fast and loose with uh, yeah. how quick you can turn into a vampire, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess Richie I mean,
1: Richie took, like, two minutes. Uh, Sex Machine took, like, 10 minutes, and Frost was, like, 10 seconds.
0: Jacob, at one point, is like, I have 47 and a half minutes before I turn.
1: Yeah, and then. <laughs> like literally the next scene after like the bats come in and they all get animated to vampires, they, they find like a room, they run to it. uh, And kind of like Jacob's hiding behind the bar. Cause he got thrown by frost or no, by a sex machine into the bar. So I guess he was kind of knocked out temporarily. You know what? He was bit at that point.
0: Yeah, he was bit. Right? I don't know who bit him, but he, he, he somebody got, bit him. He got bit. Um, but he does the thing of that they mentioned before. Like, what's one of the best weapons against a vampire? A fucking cross. Sex machine did bite Jacob. So You're okay, right, you were right. But. The coolest way to make a cross is to have like a shotgun. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> and
1: like a stick in between. It's to like a bat, pump it. little tiny mini metal bat and a shotgun.
0: Yeah, so he has you have your cross and you have your weapon all on one. He kind of he kind of fends off the vampires to get to the back room, and um, th- that's where we get the good scene of like, all right, you guys have me for a few more minutes. We have to make our last stand he's yeah, like i got
1: 30 40 minutes i have 40
0: i have the rest of the movie and uh yeah we we have to take advantage of this oh what you got there dude so this
1: is a human robot down in uh north philly untranslated stars ipa that's a that's a good name for for a beer yeah, the brewery's pretty cool. I've, I mean, I've never been there pre-pandemic, but I've stopped there on my travels at, through at work. Um, it's kind of like a warehouse, and they got like a pretty cool like they built like a it's like a mini deck on the sidewalk. Like mm. it's not blocking the sidewalk. It's on like the you know where you're like in between the sidewalk and the street. Yeah pretty cool like looking like deck pod things but uh yeah good beer so far
0: fuck if we ever get big enough want to do some live shows from breweries dude Wow, oh, that'd be sweet yeah, i think a pig be perfect for that oh my god that's a dream right there bro man there used to be a there used to be a bartender that was a huge hard nerd he doesn't work there anymore but yeah. could have made that work fuck maybe someday all right Back into the flick. So after Jacob gets into the room, they realize, oh, this is like where they, this is where the vampires stashed all the. Yeah,
1: they realize that like, you know, this is like their daily shit. Like they, they bring the truckers and bikers in, and kill them and steal their shit, and
0: this is all their shit. Which, if we go back to, uh, why didn't Cheech want? New people into the bar. It doesn't make sense. I think maybe he knew that, uh,
1: you know, Seth was like a badass. Maybe that's why.
0: Maybe. Did they sense that uh, Jacob was a man of God? Uh,
1: I don't think so, because they waved Jacob right in. They did. Yeah. I probably thought he was an easy target.
0: It kind of makes no sense for that. It
1: really doesn't. I mean...
0: I can't question the impossibility of Even, like, the attack
1: movie. on Seth. Like, they... Probably could have just waited till he drank a whole bottle of whiskey and then killed him.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'm a dickhole for... Hey, I'm not
1: a vampire. I don't know what triggers him. Yeah,
0: with. I'm an asshole for asking these questions in a vampire movie. But here we are. They are in a room where they find out there's, like, just a bunch of weapons. Um, well,
1: first off, they, like, said that, like, let's look for weapons.
0: They really didn't find any weapons. It's not weapons. It's like (laughs) goods and like sundries and goods. He finds
1: some super soakers. Some I don't know if they're actually water balloons or they're just condoms filled up with water. I think
0: they're condoms. Yeah, condoms. And he fills them up with holy water.
1: He finds like a drill, and then he carves a stake out of like a chair leg. Put stake. Puts puts it it. in the drill. uh, The Kato five (laughs) thousand.
0: It's an inside joke for anybody just in our group chat. <laughs> uh, that uh,
1: you know, Seth has his gun. They carve uh, crosses on the bullets.
0: That's pretty. That's that kind of rules. Jacob like has that.
1: his gun that he got from the bar. They do the same thing.
0: Yeah, I guess that kind of explains why people blow up and shit because there's it's like a double.
1: Yeah, and Jacob kind of like refines his faith almost. Uh, He blesses the water and the the guns and the balloons uh, for holy water.
0: uh, Yeah, one moment that I skipped over is a a big showdown of uh, Seth kind of challenging Jacob. Like, you're the best weapon that we have, Jacob. You are a man of God, but you've lost your faith. We kind of need you to step it up and uh, protect us.
1: Yeah, this is before Frost was telling us war stories.
0: And then it comes to it comes to a point where when they're in that room, Seth is like, "You know what? Fuck these things. I don't even care about living. I just want to kill enough of them to send them back to hell." It becomes like a just an all out war. Like Seth doesn't care about money anymore. He just he just wants to kill these fucking things.
1: Yeah, I mean he he says that. I don't really believe him, but he does say that.
0: Yeah. It, you know what? If if I believe. I saw those things, and that means hell exists. So guess what, dude? Heaven has to exist, too. That's a good way of looking at shit, I think.
1: Yeah, and then, like, so they're done, and then uh, Jacob makes Kate and uh, Scott promise that, you know, once he turns, they will kill him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't believe them, And then he threatens to kill himself right then and there. They don't promise, really. Kate does, and then he doesn't believe Scott. Scott finally does. But, you know, you find out soon enough that Scott's a pussy. <laughs>
0: There's one way of putting it. So, we have our Mexican standoff for a bit. When they go out...
1: Yeah, you get the total reptilian vamps in the hallway here.
0: Reptilian vamps. For a good bit, nothing happens. They're just kind of, you know, weighing their weighing their time. And then, eventually... Is it Juliet? Lewis? Someone Someone pulls a trigger. It's Seth. Okay, Seth pulls a trigger and they just start going. And it's just like all out mayhem.
1: Which I I said the snake boy here during the movie. Scott had the best weapon and he just totally went down on it.
0: He had a super soaker with like 14 fucking chambers and water balloons. Holy wood. Yeah, he
1: had like 10 super soakers, like pockets full of balloons. And like he used a couple and like.
0: He does. Ki- he
1: kills a few. vampire's face is like completely melt off when he throws them at him.
0: He kills a few. I feel like Juliet Lewis kills the most
1: probably. So, yeah, Juliet Lewis has like a automatic loading bow and arrow, which I don't think is real.
0: She has a bow, a bow and arrow that doesn't run out of arrows. Uh, she's totally like she's Legolas. Hawkeye. Yeah, like <laughs> Hawk, Alyssa Hawkeye. And you know, the crew kind of does their thing for a bit. Eventually, Seth also has it's like an automatic. It's like a
1: uh a stake that moves in and out. Yeah, it's like a but like a drill. At some point it stops working and he's like freaking out, but like it's still a stake. Like
0: Yeah, just take <laughs> out the steak. <laughs> I this is a movie, um we can't take it too seriously, but it's it's one of those like fuck yeah movies of just like finally people acting how we would want to act in a vampire movie, like
1: yeah, it's kind of like taking it down to the base level, like normal people. Like, what would normal people do if this happened?
0: It's a little bit. um It's, I guess, *Shaun of the Dead* is a little less crazy than this, but it's a very base thing of like, okay, they have an idea of how to how to kill the beings. Yes. Let's just see them execute it without being fucking idiots, and they do that for a little bit here.
1: I think there was a Van Helsing reference earlier in the movie, by Sex Machine. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I bet there's like a lot of shit that we just missed that because, like you said, I, I don't think you've seen this for a few years. It's been several years from it's probably me.
1: been like ten plus years since I've seen this movie.
0: Yeah, and um, the first half was totally it's pretty. New. I think I, I think in full I've seen this movie once, but I think a lot of times I've seen it from the second half on. Which is a uh, shitty way to watch this movie because the bit of the movie is like, yeah, it, it changes in the last 45 minutes to be something totally different. But I digress. We go through uh, go through a lot of killing. Eventually, sadly, our our poor poor boy, Jacob.
1: He, he kind of gets surrounded by a bunch of vamps. And, uh, you know, he's about to, like, take them on. And I guess they will like, they sense. They smell it or turn. something. And, um, you know, his back's to the camera. And they back away. They kind of like walk. Like, you know, if you ever see Walking Dead, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the horde walking by a uh, bunch of people wearing guts on them. Like, they, they know he's a vamp now.
0: Uh, when the Walking Dead was good. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he turns around. He's got the vamp face. And then he's looking right at Scott.
0: Poor Scotty.
1: Scott who swore to kill his father if he
0: turned looks at him and he can't do it can't do it uh Jacob takes a good old bite out of Scott Scott does uh, I think he slams a like holy water balloon on his on his yeah bathtub. so
1: Scott he I mean he I guess he does keep his promise technically before he's, he's killed himself <laughs> so Jacob bites Scott uh Scott like I think he fucking realizes He's fucked Um I think he says a prayer At this point Like Jesus You know I don't know what he says what? Jesus, Jesus,
0: Yeah he, he says a short prayer He shoots his He throws dad. a
1: water bottle Or water balloon Right at his fucking head His head's go- Half his head's gone mm-hmm. And then I think he, he He does like Kill him kill him at that. Too
0: yeah right? I, I think he shoots him In the head then Yeah,
1: he, yeah. Sw- he reaches for the gun that Jacob dropped, or Scott, Seth dropped, I think.
0: Then he swarms at that point. He's getting bit by, like, yeah, four. Yeah, then, like,
1: five strippers have him, you know, eating his legs and neck and arms.
0: Hey, man, if you got to go.
1: Kate sees him, and he's like, kill me.
0: Kate takes way too long to kill him. Takes way too <laughs> long.
1: Somehow she shoots him with an arrow, and he blows up, and he all of them blow up.
0: They all blow up. It's like uh, a, it's in like Bomberman or that fucking game. Yeah, one bomb goes off, and they all go off.
1: Yeah, Um, he, you know, earlier Frost was like, I thought these people turned to fire and took ten minutes, and this one right away. As soon as she kills him, he blows up.
0: Good moment that I missed earlier. Uh, Seth meets up with uh, Frost. He shoves his shotgun thing inside of Frost and is just like shooting vampires through yeah. him. Um, I think Frost is dispatched shortly after. Then it's just it's just at this point, it's uh, Seth and Kate. Yep. Against a bunch of kind of nameless vampires or f- like yeah, not vampires that we know at this point, random guys. But the sunlight's starting to come in at this point.
1: Yeah, you got to kind of like Captain Bullop's trope, like how many bullets? How you many can bullets?
0: Get, not enough to survive and. Uh, Kate's like, should I save the last two for us? It's like that kind of thing.
1: And, like, you kind of, like, in the peripheral view, see, like, in the hole, the bullet holes in the walls, like, light shine through.
0: Light shining through. this. Uh... You
1: see the vampires pick up right away. Seth and uh, Kate don't, but, like, the vampires are, like, crawling under the, the light and trying to get closer, and finally realize it because a couple get, like, burnt by the sunlight. He's shoot like, some more fucking shoot holes. Some, shoot, shoot all the holes in the bullets.
0: So uh, some more holes get shot. <laughs> and a very uh, deus ex machina ending. Fucking um, yeah. Carlos Carla shows up. He's yeah. like... Cheech Smart number three. Cheech Smart number three. What's going on here? And hey <laughs> man, <laughs> he's like... Open the door. For the love of God, shoot the door open. I don't care what you do. They shoot the door open. Uh, more sunlight comes in all the vamps kind of start to get got
1: seth and kate run out and then the light shines on the disco ball which sends the light everywhere and all the remaining vamps you know burn up
0: a disco ball killing vampires i feel like that would have happened in the 70s maybe it did in another movie but it really happened in this 90s movie yeah, i
1: feel like that has tarantino written all over it, it. really
0: does um and it, it's a. Uh, at at this point Seth and um Kate are just covered in fucking vampire guts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh Carlos is like, uh,
0: what's going on in there, man? That was crazy. <laughs> Seth punches <laughs> he 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 punches Cheech in the face and she's like, What the fuck? Are you crazy? He's like, No, I'm not crazy. Why the fuck do we have to meet here? And Cheech is like, I don't know, it just looked like it looked like a good place. No one hangs out here. Like, no cops would come here. it's the
1: middle of nowhere. No cops are here. So, you've ever been here? He's like, no. No. So, (laughs) he's like, again, he's like, what's wrong with those people? He's like, they're not people. They're fucking vampires. Have you ever seen people fucking blow up in sunlight? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: they They do settle up. And it's something that we, I forgot to mention. In the beginning of the movie, uh. Richie asks Seth, like, Can't we like barter with these people? Like, instead of giving them thirty percent, can't we give them like fifteen? And uh, Seth's like, No, fuck that. That's not how business is done. At this end, finally, Seth is like he starts bartering. He's like, My brother's dead. Let me just give you fifteen percent. And eventually they us each other down. He's like, Alright, I'll give you twenty percent.
1: Yeah, they go well, they got 20, and then he agrees, but when he shakes hands, he says
0: 25. 25, 25. Okay, so he saves 5% for his brother's death. Which,
1: you know, again, being a dick here, but, like, how does he know much, how much money to take what's like?
0: Yeah, I yeah, I know. I know.
1: But, you know, they settle up, and then I guess uh, Seth, being the professionally his, since Kate lost her whole family, he throws her, looks like, you know, 30 stacks, or 30 grand.
0: Yeah, like 30 grand, maybe. Um,
1: and she's kind of like, she doesn't really like, you know, you would think someone's family just died. They'd be a little upset. Or, you know, even like disrespect, you know, they're getting some cash for it. She's like, oh, like, you, know, you need company.
0: <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know what the fuck to do at this point. And I think Seth, at this point, says, I'm like, I, I might be a scum, but I'm, I'm not that big he of a scum. says, I'm going
1: to be a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard.
0: Okay, that's what it is. And that's kind of where the movie ends, but we pan out to see that behind the Titty Twister, there's just, like, countless cars of just, like, people. That...
1: Yeah, like, the Titty Twister is, like, you couldn't tell before, but it's on, like, a cliff, and it looks like the cliff is the bar is like the top layer of like a tomb almost. Like, like a, a pyramid, pyramid type thing, yeah. Uh there's like countless trailers and bikes and cars thrown in the quarry behind it.
0: And uh we see, we see Juliet uh she drives off in her car. Yeah, camp.
1: the R V makes a U turn yeah. and is leaving.
0: And that's that's a flick.
1: That's it. You get a little bit of uh music
0: some some more no, tarantino music a lot of tarantino music in this so yeah i mean this i think this movie rules it's a fun like i said i think it's a fun friday movie um
1: it's definitely a cool movie it's not like straight hard. it's not sh- you know straight action uh it is very split you know one half two half um
0: you can't think too much you can't think too hard about it.
1: Cause yeah, I mean it's not like it's not a serious movie. You might like think that if you're just watching the first half, but even that is like, you know, not that serious.
0: I do I do see why this movie confused people when it came out, because uh Tarantino was like Oh, is this guy like a genius? Like he made uh Reservoir Dogs which a lot of people liked, but it wasn't a super hit. And then Pulp Fiction came out and it blew everyone's fucking minds away. They're like, what's, what's the next thing he's going to do? Oh, he's uh, going to star in a movie that he wrote? Okay. Directed by his buddy? All right, I'll check that out. Oh, it seems like a Tarantino thing. Uh, it seems like a, a caper kind of thing. Oh, and there's vampires in the last 20 minutes. Like, it just goes off the rails. And I think it's. This one was felt like it should have been his first produced screenplay. And yeah. it wasn't.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just, like, you know, casualty of, you know, success almost. Like, he probably wrote this first, became popular, and they were trying to, like, force feed the public more Tarantino.
0: Bring, bringing it back to my boy King, Stephen but King.
1: I don't, I don't know if you're, like, there's apparently a TV show based on this movie and, like, Video games and stuff. I've never played or seen anything. I,
0: no, I haven't either. I heard people dug the show a lot that came out just a few years ago. I think the, you know. I think the movies were to DVD shows uh, or to VHS at that point. So I don't know. I'm not against watching them. I'd, I'd check it out.
1: Um, there's also apparently like a Tarantino verse, and like he acknowledges like there's like a serious tarantino and like this is like not in the serious tarantino verse
0: oh this isn't in it
1: yeah i forget I... what he says is in it and what's not i think maybe like just this and grindhouse stuff isn't in it
0: i guess that makes sense
1: but like you still got the big kahuna burgers and
0: you get the nods yeah red red apple cigarettes i don't know if they're in this one but, but there's they're...
1: like more direct ties than the other ones like you know Res dogs. You got the briefcase, and it's in Pulp Fiction. And
0: it would be weird if uh, at the end of Pulp Fiction you just saw a snake vampire bite like, <laughs> the shit out of somebody.
1: Snake boy vampire. Snake
0: boy vampire baby.
1: But I mean, it's definitely a good movie. I put it a uh, seventy-two out of a hundred on the Doofbender ratings.
0: Doofbender very famously creates things out of a hundred. Yeah, uh, follow
1: uh, Doofbender on Instagram now.
0: What's what's your tag or your handle, whatever they call
1: it? At Doofbender.
0: Doofbender, the original one. Follow Doofbender. You do watch a shit ton of movies. You might be you literally might be the Millie movie man at some point. 'Cause you drop you drop the Doofbender reviews a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I what I gotta do.
0: Well I'll go I'll do. Yeah, um so yeah, terrible Good, good, uh, good choice, Doof. It's been a while since I saw it. It was a good, good, uh it was a good after a shitty work week watch because it's just like I'm gonna have uh, fun watching weird crime and uh, a lot of vampire kills. Um, if I want to be picky, you know, CGI probably not that great. But guess what? It was '96. That's that's what CGI looked like back then. I it, can't. I it can't wasn't a it.
1: big enough part of the movie that yeah. Like mad so. It.
0: You know, people watching it now, they might point that out. Like someone, someone that, um, you know, didn't grow up with the movie or never saw it before, that might stick out to them. But you know,
1: I honestly think the biggest flaw in the movie is Clooney. Clooney. I, I don't like Clooney. I don't know why.
0: Not a Clooney guy. What is my biggest problem with the movie? Um,
1: like I don't think Tarantino is a great actor either, but like he plays a good creep.
0: Yeah, he's going to be in a foot creep, dude. It's
1: a fucking forehead, I think. It is trying for. He looks like the moon. His fucking forehead <laughs> sticks out and his chin sticks out. Like I, always,
0: a- I always said, like, if they could do a Family Guy uh, live action movie, he'd be Quagmire. Like, I think they made Quagmire to look like. Gitty, gitty. Yeah, and he kind of sounds like Tarantino a little bit. Kind of. Put a Hawaiian shirt on him or whatever Quagmire wears.
1: Whenever I. Th- <laughs> I always just think of the wolf scene where he's like, they look like fucking dorks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> man. that So, Pulp Fiction is a perfect movie, but him being clunky as an actor almost ruins that movie or that scene. I, I think it works, though, because he's supposed to be like a normal guy. He's supposed to be like, I don't get fucking divorced, man. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just, yeah. he like, has got like
1: weird, like, ticks though. Like, yeah, he's a weird guy. It's very like race-based thinking. Like he's always got to like, mention like he's got a black wife, and yellow skin, and
0: so he's got to like, get the toes in there. The toes, race, uh, yeah. But he's just it's it's kind of the South Park thing where he's just so good at what he does that it's almost uncancelable until he does something that's cancelable. I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean.
1: In no single movie does he cross the line, but like he does the same thing in every movie, which means there's like a pattern. So like there's something messed up in his head, like.
0: So he made um Fucking Django is a heavy fucking movie.
1: And uh I think that's his best appearance as the Australian.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's his worst one, dude. <laughs> that accent's <laughs> that accent is rough. It's Blackie uh, What's a gun? It's it's crazy. Like so, I to be honest, I think Jago is an excellent movie, but that movie is it's kind of crazy that it exists in that he's got Samuel Jackson kind of as a houseboy, just dunking on freaking yeah. slaves and shit, and it's just like.
1: It's, Actors a, it's a great I, movie, though. It's
0: an awesome movie. It's just it's uh, it's, but it shows you that people recognize that Tarantino does have talent, and
1: it is weird because I really I don't think I like Tarantino, but like he does make good fucking movies.
0: Well, it's it, it's almost like a, and I I think we talked about this in the chat. The Woody Allen thing we don't. We're not in that generation that. I don't like any. I don't think I like any Woody Allen movies. And that might be a generational thing, but like people, like boomers, fucking love Woody Allen. And uh, I don't quite get it, but uh, you know, people older than us do. A a movie that your wife and I reviewed, Rosemary's Baby, made by a kind of shitty person. Yeah, Plansky. Fucking masterpiece, though. So it's hard to. You know, uh,
1: it, it is weird. I mean, there is one Woody Allen movie I like, Match Point, but like it's not a typical Woody Allen movie.
0: Oh man, what's that? Um, Jeepers Creepers, made by a. Uh, I'm not saying it's a masterpiece. I think it's a good watch, but you know, made by a not great person. Who made Jeepers Creepers? Uh, I forget his name. He's a he's a pedophile though. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's a
1: it is weird, though, because, like, there's things about Tarantino, like, that, like, as a person...
0: Like, Let, uh, let's put this out. Even, like, in... It, Tarantino in- isn't a pedophile. He is a, uh... He has questionable moral... He, I don't like what he did to Uma Thurman, and, uh... You know. There's yeah. even, like, like
1: things, like, beyond, like, that are, like, morally wrong that I don't like about him. Like, certain, like, things he focuses on, like, in he, in every movie, almost... I don't really like but like in each movie it fits. So it's kinda like a weird like space where like I really don't think I would like something that he does, but the movie in itself is good, so I do like it.
0: Yeah, like um I like most of his movies. Uh, it's and I don't I don't know, like I, don't... I think
1: most of it does have to do with race, which is weird, because he like Sam Sam Jackson's in a lot of his movies, so obviously Sam Jackson
0: signs awful on it. Sam Jackson Sam Jackson and Django is just like holy fuck. I mean, I think like, you know, that's like
1: just how it was. So Sam Jackson's playing it like almost like a historical, you know, mocking representation of that. But I don't know. I also do feel like Robert Rodriguez kinda gets fucked in this whole thing because it's his movie. But Quentin Tarantino wrote it, and probably at the time, nobody knew who Rodriguez was.
0: Yeah, he, I think Rodriguez was, like, the under-the-radar. Like, he made Desperado, which, like, movie nerds probably knew about. But the hot shit was Tarantino with Pulp Fiction at that point.
1: And even, like, the, you know, Desperado. I don't think I I saw the, those movies in reverse. I saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico first.
0: That was the big one.
1: Yeah, and then I watched the other ones, and because
0: uh, guess what, dude? I don't know if this is true. Tarantino might be a producer on fucking Once Upon a Time, or
1: well, I think him and Rodriguez have a production company okay. together.
0: But I I distinctly remember commercials for Once Upon a Time in Mexico just playing nonstop.
1: Well, I mean, twenty something years. Johnny ago. Depp's in that one, right?
0: Yeah. And he's so pretty-
1: I mean, I think that's kind of like.
0: He's also pretty handsome.
1: I'm not like a huge Antonio Banderas fan, but like, he's good. But I think Rodriguez's street break was Sin City.
0: My favorite Banderas work is that gif of him with a computer where he just like looks at the computer and then he sits back. <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to say Puss in Boots.
0: Oh, Puss in Boots is good too. Oh, God, Puss in Boots.
1: I, I don't, I'm not anti Banderas. Just, you know.
0: Uh, he's good. Uh, a sneaky good movie is that first uh, Zora movie that he's in. It's a fun movie. He's, he's usually good
1: in every movie. It's
0: yeah. Just, I don't know. His great in spy kids should have got the Academy Award.
1: Yeah, my kids like Spy Kids.
0: Dude, I saw those movies like fucking twenty something years ago in theaters. That, that annoys me.
1: I I mean, I have I never saw them until. I, n- I never saw the whole movie. I recently saw clips of it. and
0: You weren't in the age. You the, were like probably 15, 16 yeah, when it came out. The I was like, 12.
1: CGI and Spike Hits is. Oh, yeah. It'll bra- this, it'll, it is not good.
0: It will morph your brain, it will break it. Yeah. But Robert Rodriguez is good. <laughs> he directed uh, one of the better Mandalorian episodes. Um, it was last season. I think it was called the not the the tragedy or something like that. It was the one where Mando's spaceship blows up. It's the one where we get to see um I almost called him Django Fett, Boba Fett unmasked. Yeah. And he's badass. Oh fuck. That, that, that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch that series. You again.
1: know what? That is really weird coincidence. When I was doing research on this movie, uh George Clooney stole a tattoo from another movie, like lesser known movie.
0: Is it a Mexican thing or yeah and okay.
1: the guy that plays Boba Fett was the star of the movie.
0: Oh fuck.
1: I forget his name. Connecting it baby. But that is very weird that you brought that up.
0: That is weird. It's a great episode. Well I don't know, dude you got uh you got anything else dog?
1: Nah I man, I think uh you know we tied that up in a bow.
0: Tied it up in a bow. Good call doing doing uh this this movie for a Friday. And uh, I just wanna remind everybody to stay spooky.